0: Good morning. Welcome to When Fear Reigns. This is Ben Teen. Excited to be with you. Uh, we are recording at Men of His Word Conference. Uh, lots of exhibits, lots of speakers here today. We're um, fortunate to have Mike Novotny here. Mike, if you wouldn't mind just uh, tell people who you are a little bit about yourself, your ministry context, uh, what you're working on right now. Oh, you're...
1: You must be a fancy young pastor. You use the <laughs> phrase "ministry context." There you go. That's, that's a buzz. I listen to the <laughs> Perry
0: Newhoff's show too. Okay. <laughs> when you play millennial pastor bingo, that's always one of the boxes: <laughs> ministry context.
1: Um, I am a pastor in downtown Appleton at a church called The Core, and I'm also the lead speaker for a media ministry called Time of Grace. I do a little thing on the side called Conquers Through Christ, helping people with pornography. I was uh, interviewed by you guys a couple yeah, months ago right. on that same yeah. thing. So, yeah, that's yeah.
0: episode. I forget which episode that will be, but we'll link to that in the show notes. Anthony sure. doesn't
1: remember the episode. <laughs> He's got him cat- cataloged in <laughs> his mind. <laughs> Before I was out <laughs> the door, he forgot the entire conversation. That sounds like my marriage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, excellent, Mike. Thanks for being here today. Excited to hear what you've got um, prepared for us. Uh, help uh, help the audience, the listeners understand, Like, what is your one big idea that you want to communicate today? Oh. So,
1: I'm doing a breakout on a book I just wrote called yeah. Three Words That Will Change Your Life. Yeah. And the big idea is it, I love you? It's not. It's not. It's okay. Three donut samples. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would that change, will change any man's life.
0: <laughs> or waistline, you know, whatever. It, it, very true.
1: Yeah. The big idea is that having a small view of God will kill you. Yeah. If, in a world where everything's temporary, your finances can disappear, your health, your relationships, your job, that. If the only eternal thing, God, is small in your heart, if his name, Mm -hmm. the thought of him, doesn't thrill you, comfort you, give you hope, peace, contentment, satisfaction, you are one temporary thing away from losing Mm. your whole heart. Wow, okay. And so my goal is to teach people in a really practical way, how do we think so much of God that if like Job, everything else got stripped away, we could say, the name of the Lord be praised. And like Paul say, I've learned the secret of being content because God is with me no matter what.
0: Excellent. Wow. So you're really kind of that zooming in and seeing God, let him fill up your focus, uh, your whole world, your whole heart, the whole thing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's a slow leak in the human hearts that if we don't intentionally seek God and try to see him in all of his glory, we'll get infatuated with temporary things. We'll go after them. And then when they slip through our fingers, we'll wonder, huh, what happened?
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's what I'm about today. Very cool. Do you find that that's a, uh, uh, there's a, does this come from talking to people or where did you come up with this idea that, that we've got this leak and we need to, uh, need to address it?
1: Uh, I found in this book called the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Introducing it here <laughs> it's at Men of this Word Conference. Yeah. I started,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, this idea, God kind of opened my eyes to it and then I read the Bible cover to cover and it was insane. It was, I sometimes compare it to when, you know, you, you cave as a man and you buy the the town and country minivan, yeah. and then you realize yeah. it's yeah. everywhere. It's every parking <laughs> lot, every street, yeah. and that's yeah. the same thing. The presence of a glorious God is on so many pages of the Bible, two hours wouldn't have time to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to open people's eyes to see this is the the meta theme of the scriptures. In fact, the reason that Jesus lived for us, died for us, and rose for us was not just technically to save us or forgive us. He did those things in order that we could be in the presence of a God who's mm. that good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So the book is, give us the title again. Three Words That Will Change Your Life. Three Words That Will Change Your Life. If people wanted to find that, where would they go to search uh, Google it. it, Amazon,
1: Org backslash okay. three words. Hopefully you can track it down.
0: Excellent. Anything else you're working on that you want everybody to know about? No. Okay. <laughs> On oh, questions like that, we just cut that. <laughs> we edit that out. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Mike. Thanks, man. God's blessings today as you present, and hopefully uh, you'll get lots of chances to talk to people and help them. Let those three words reign. Hey, amen. Take care. Thank you, sir. Thanks. This has been Work Teen. Excited to be sitting down with Dr. Bruce Becker. Doctor, thanks for being here today. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invite. You bet. We're uh, kind of springing this on you. Wanted to hear a little bit about what's going on with Time of Grace Ministry and all the stuff you're working on. Uh, Maybe before we do that, can you just help uh, our listeners? What is your ministry context? What are you working on? Uh, Where are you at? Just tell us a little bit about that. Time
3: of Grace Ministries uh, been in existence for uh, almost uh, twenty years. It'll be coming up in a couple years to twenty years. Yeah. Uh, started out as a just a television ministry, broadcasting okay. on one station in Milwaukee. Uh, and now we broadcast on over a hundred stations across the the, the country. But uh, starting out as a TV ministry, but mm-hmm. then went into print ministry, devotional content, yeah. uh, and then social media, and now short form videos. We call them Grace Talks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all live live on YouTube. So it's a, it's a very broad uh, based mini-
0: ministry yeah. on many many different platforms. Excellent. I. Uh, that's uh, you guys are so. Uh, pervade, you're everywhere. I mean, it's just awesome to see all the platforms you're working on, all the projects. Uh, what's something you're really excited about that you guys are working on right now?
3: Well, just uh, two things. First of all, continuing the transition from Pastor Mark Jesky yeah. to Pastor Mike Novotny. That's a big big deal. Especially in media ministry, uh, there aren't a lot of success stories uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that. So, And we've been working at this since 2012 Okay, uh, is when we really started seriously thinking about this. And uh, the transition has gone uh, better than we uh, ever oh, good, and, good. and Pastor Novotny is just, uh, just amazing, yeah. uh, and so w- we're very confident moving the f- into the future. Cool. The other one is uh, a brand new initiative actually just launched this past week. Oh, very cool. Uh, it's called Mile Markers. Okay. And uh, we've um, uh, partnered with Mike Westendorf and some of the work that he has uh, done. Sure. Uh, working with college age students and uh, uh, older high school students. Okay. And what Mile Markers is, is uh, it's focused on Gen Z. Uh, and also contributed into the into the program by Gen Z. Okay. Uh, these are people that Mike know, and we uh, lives on uh, Instagram is where we okay. uh, promote it, and it's going to live uh, in perpetuity on YouTube. Okay. So at the Time of Grace uh, YouTube uh, page, it's right up front and center. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that wants to uh, sign up for it, uh, you know, start watching it.
0: Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting. What kind of content are you creating for that mile marker? It's really
3: a, dia- a dialogue uh, style, uh, just like we're doing oh, yeah. doing here, okay. and uh, taking up topics, uh, getting people's perspective, um, uh, both uh, from people who are older that can uh, you know, feed into uh, sure. Gen Zs, yeah. but also having Gen Zs talk to one another about some of the challenges they're facing sure. uh, and some of the opportunities they, they see.
0: Very cool. And it's video-based or is it a podcast? Uh, it's video-based. Okay, video-based. Video based. Oh, excellent. Uh, we Very also cool. do it as a podcast so you okay. can listen to it as well. Excellent. And if uh, people are interested in learning more about either the transition or this new ministry, uh, where can they find you?
3: Uh, on the on the web at timeofgrace.org. Okay. Uh, also Facebook, uh, uh, YouTube. Just, just search t- uh, Time of Grace Ministry and it'll pop right up.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Doctor Becker. That's great sure to appreciate you. Thank you. This is Ben Workentine. Uh, excited to be sitting down with Pastor Mark Jeske. just uh, taken a couple minutes to just share a little bit about what's going on when he's presenting here at Men of His Word. And thanks for coming over. Hey, Pastor. my pleasure. Thank you. Could you uh, just, for our listeners, kind of share your ministry context, what you're working on, your projects, uh, Mm -hmm. where you're at right now? Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I'm speaking on retirement today, and really making the most out of your retirement years. And I sort of have one leg in both those worlds. I'm both retired and pre-retired, so I'm I'm firmly straddling that line. There you go. I am retired from my television business, uh, Time of Grace Television Ministries, and all the writing that I did with that, and the promotion and and speaking stuff. Uh, but I'm still a parish pastor at my uh, same congregation where I've been at for 40 years, okay. St. Marcus Lutheran Church, okay, and uh, just north of downtown in Milwaukee.
0: Excellent. And uh, you said you're presenting on retirement today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the key takeaway, the big idea you want everybody to have in their head as they walk away from mm-hmm. your presentation?
2: Well, my hope is that people will be realistic, that they will spend some time thinking and planning retirement and not just backing in and then saying now what Mm -hmm. but also just to count the cost Uh, retirement brings joys and uh, wonderful uh, happiness but it also brings some challenges and my hope would be that people will be real clear-eyed about the challenges very good
0: yeah that's that's exciting Um, what are some of the the kind of benefits that you see or the things that maybe people don't expect uh, Mm -hmm. as they come into retirement that uh, they can be excited about
2: yeah retirement gives you more free time and it gives you choices Uh, when you've been in your working life, you basically had to please somebody else. You had to do what somebody else told you to do. In retirement now, you can choose your jobs. And a lot of people (laughs) laugh and they say, I'm busier now than I ever was. The reason is you now can control what you're doing and you can choose things to do that you love and where you've really got a passion. The downside is there is no doubt there is a loss of significance when you retire Mm. uh, and a loss of influence. Um, People used to check in with you or they'd ask you your opinion when you're retired the phone doesn't ring so much anymore Mm. and people are not as interested in what you think because now you're old and old people everybody knows (laughs) don't know anything anymore they're out of touch and uh, not needed so dealing with that feeling of loss of significance that you're not needed anymore it's going to be there and you got to figure out how to manage that or it can eat up your joy
0: yeah well, great! I'm really glad you're presenting on that. That's uh, a uh, sounds like a really interesting topic, and excited to hear what you um, what your group takes away. Yeah, thank sure, you. Appreciate
2: you stopping by. Thank you. Uh, if people My want to
0: find you. Uh, where would they go?
2: You can get to me at uh, stmarcus.org. S T. M A R C U S all okay. one word dot org, and you can leave me an email there, or you can email me at um, jesky. At Ameritech.net and Excellent. happy to communicate with you. Excellent. Well,
0: thanks so much for stopping you by. Bet. My Take pleasure. Take care. This is Ben Workentine. I'm sitting down with Jonathan Bauer here at uh, Men of His Word Conference. Excited to get a chance to uh, talk with you. Thanks for stopping by.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for inviting me.
0: So, for those who maybe aren't familiar with you, just kind of lay out your ministry context, what you're working on, any projects you've got going. Sure. So I took a
4: call to serve at a brand new mission church uh, in a town called Mount Hoare, Wisconsin, just to the southwest of Madison, kind of a small uh, suburban community there um, at a church that had recently been started there. And so I've been there for the past uh, five and a half years now serving that church. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And you're presenting here. I am presenting. Yeah. What's your key takeaway, your big idea that you want everybody having when they walk away from your presentation? Sure.
4: So the the presentation is is called um, Gospel Outreach in America's Heartland. Okay. So the big idea is that uh, when we think about the heartland, maybe even specifically for our church body, which of course kind of started in the heartland. Um, We maybe don't think of places and communities where there's a lot of gospel outreach left to do. We maybe think that that's kind of out on the coast and big cities and things like that. It's covered territory. Yes. And so the big idea is to say, uh, to see these communities the way that I think God would see them, that these are are places that still really need to hear the gospel, where there are a lot of people that that, uh, are hurting and need to be uh, need to be told about the love of Jesus. Um, so first of all, to get people to see their communities that way, especially because I think a lot of the people at the conference today probably come from yeah, yeah, communities yeah. that are very similar to mine. Um, and then second, also to realize that uh, we as a church body have something that I think is very unique uh, to be able to offer those okay. communities, the ability to uh, to hold forth to them the pure gospel of Jesus in a yeah. way that isn't um, always done, maybe isn't even often done in our world today, to really okay. be a clear voice of what the Bible tells us about uh, the good news of our forgiveness. Um, So to really view ourselves as uniquely equipped to be able to share the gospel in these places.
0: Awesome. Now our listeners are, for the most part, Jesus followers, but they're spread all over the country. So uh, I think there is that perception around the country that the Midwest, the upper Midwest, is very Christian already. What do you? Th- what have you found in Mount Horeb or in this area that would surprise somebody that's a Jesus follower, maybe in California or Florida or sure. Connecticut?
4: In the presentation, I, I actually share a couple of statistics. One is that. Um, in a Gallup poll, Wisconsin ranked 44th in terms of uh, most religious states the least really? religious states. They okay. were way down at 44. Wow! And then in a Barna survey, uh, ranking uh, the top post-Christian cities in America, Madison was ranked 17th in really? the country. Okay. So we're right on, yeah. on Madison's yeah. uh, doorstep there. Um, just even anecdotally, I would say uh, in our in our church of a or in our community of about 7,000 people, probably. About ten to fifteen percent are going to church on a on a regular yeah, basis, yeah. and you can see some of the kind of the the effects of that. Uh, if a, a generation has now grown up, kind of walking away from the the word of God that they yeah, were maybe brought yeah. up with, it's yeah. starting to I think bear some some fruit and sure. really make it obvious that um, the gospel needs to be there.
0: Are you finding folks that don't go to church, say Mount Horeb or Madison? Are they? they grew up going to church or they're just completely have no memory of going to church? No, that's,
4: that's the pretty typical story is that odds are, and that, you know, this is what you think of when you think of the heartland, there's probably a religious upbringing of some sort, but probably about the time they went off to college, they just kind of drifted away from it. Maybe not even deliberately or just kind of making, you know, a major life break, but just, it happens to college students. Um, And then you, you are filled with the messages that you sometimes hear at college and, and you enter the workforce and you just never really get back to it. And so in a lot of cases, uh, we have a lot of young families in our community, so yeah. by the time they are moving out to the suburbs, kids are getting to be school-aged. It's probably been 15 years since yeah. they've really been yeah. connected to God's yeah. Word. And so they're probably
0: not raising their kids with anything, or look, maybe they're looking for but something. But that presents an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, all of yeah. a sudden
4: they think, boy, I was raised with this, and maybe mm. I should do this for my children Excellent. too. Yeah, Very
0: cool. Well, thanks for stopping yeah. by. If people want to learn more about you or... Or um, find out what you're working on, where would they find you?
4: Sure. So, uh, our church website is Good News, LC, Good News Lutheran Church. So, okay. goodnewslc.org. Um, and then, in addition to that, uh, I am a, a regular speaker for the Time of Grace yeah. uh, Grace Talks devotion. So, yeah. on timeofgrace.org, um, there's a video library there. They're also on YouTube. So,
0: um, people can find some stuff there, too. Excellent. So. Yeah. Thanks for, so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Thank Have you. Have a great rest of your day. Yep. You too. This is Ben Teen. I'm getting a chance to sit down with Jared Oldenburg, all the way from Colorado, speaking at Men of His Word Conference. Jared, thanks for stopping by today. Happy to be here. Uh, so, for those who maybe aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about your ministry context, what you're working on right now.
5: Uh, I am south of Denver, Rock, Colorado. Okay. So, I got originally out of the seminary, you get assigned. So, I got assigned to start a church outside of Seattle. We're there eight years, and then 2010 came to start a church in Castle Rock. So now we're kind of functioning in that world uh, moving forward with that.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. And you guys have been going there um, for of, a while, right,
5: right? End of 2011 is when our first service was. So you, you usually spend about a year kind of getting to know the community, understand yeah. some things. And then and now we just shifted about a year ago into a building, which is a big deal. We okay. set up, did set up Takedown cool. for 300-plus yeah. times, school, 350, right? yeah. yeah, 350 yeah. times or so, and then... You got but really good, good at while. that. <laughs> <laughs> we were efficient, I would say that. I, I liked it because there's people, you just see people volunteer, and, then yeah. they're, and they see purpose to what they're doing. It's kind of yeah. immediate. If they don't set yeah. up, then there's yeah. no there's no church, so that was pretty that's clear. That's true. Right? Yeah, you're sitting on the floor yeah, exactly. in the cafeteria. Exactly. <laughs> the chairs were set up. That's the only thing we didn't do, but everything else we had to we had to provide.
0: Well, excellent. And you're presenting here at right? Men of His Word. That's exactly right. So, what's your big takeaway? The big idea you want people walking away with today? I,
5: they asked me to speak on something in particular. I oh, thought I got okay. to pick. So that was my trick. So they said, "If the world hates you," which I thought was the theme of the whole conference. Yeah, so I thought, it's not. It's no, <laughs> it's not at all. And I totally misread the email. I spent like like a week brainstorming. We're going to send them two topics. I'm like, either of these would be really good. One was like on Sabbath rest. I thought this would be good. I can't remember the other one. And then they said, no, will you speak on if the world hates you? I'm like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I brainstormed that a little bit. And the challenge with that is because Jesus right in that section, we're talking about John uh, and Jesus right in that section promises that if you love me, basically you're going to be persecuted. And then I started to talk to people and no one's really persecuted. Okay. Uh, one has examples. I mean, around the world there are, but there's yeah, no, none yeah. of us are afraid to, like, be at this conference, we're not afraid to do that. So you yeah, look into that yeah. a little bit
0: more. The police aren't going to storm in, no. storm through the doors and arrest everybody yeah, they see. Yeah, so
5: we've got a couple of dilemmas. One is that persecution really drives a closeness in the church and a yeah. kind of a fire it through the Holy Spirit, of course, that makes that happen. So that's gone. And really what we're finding is. When you hate, love and hate are very similar, but not opposites. And the world mm. is really apathetic, I would say. Mm. So the opposite of love, apathy. And yeah. so the world doesn't care what we think. It's kind of, and I use that phrase, okay, boomer that came out, yeah. but it's yeah. now it's kind of, okay, Christian. We don't yeah. really care yeah. what we Marginalized. think. Marginalized. Exactly. Yeah. And so that causes us to be frustrated. And now we have to kind of reinvent our role when we don't have that kind of sense of influence and power of the Christian message yeah. and Christian worldview. Yeah. So it's recognizing just how we as individuals can kind of get past that. And Jesus calls us to love our neighbor um, by seeing his best, uh, seeing what's best for them. And Mm -hmm. so I think that has changed for us. And this is getting a long answer, but the the gist of it, gist of it is getting to um, love and see people like Jesus saw them, which means you care about their best interests, which means ultimately you're sharing your faith even at your own cost.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you see as, what have people shared with you? What is the cost of sharing being open about your faith because that's really what we're talking about in this podcast is how to how to live your faith out loud. Right, exactly. What are some of those costs that you've seen in the American context?
5: Well, I think the cost is we we just don't do it because people don't care. Okay. Right? So, I mean, if you see response and I would say that, right? If you lift weights and you get bigger, you're yeah, going to keep doing yeah, that. But if you right. see no response and I think that's the struggle that people have is when people don't care about their message and they're not even they don't even care enough to argue yeah <laughs> they, sometimes like they're just yeah. like whatever you believe that i believe this yeah. and i think it's really easy to give up so the cost in that sense is um internal being demoralized because people don't mm. want to listen to your message you lose mm-hmm. motivation to be trying to do that and it's trying to somehow look past that to say there really is a god there really is a hell there really is um i, I mean there's real stuff outside of these things that we can see and trying to come to people with a, the importance of that jesus really matters
0: yeah excellent yeah, that uh, sounds like an exciting uh, presentation. Hopefully, uh, you're getting lots of people listening to it because I think that's a big issue in America. It went especially well. Especially as we read, uh, hear about like the church in China or Pakistan or Afghanistan. You're like, oh, that's uh, or Iraq. You know, Ooh, right. those guys are doing it. They're facing persecution, and it can feel like I don't face that exactly, but I right. face something, and I don't know how to deal with it. Right. Uh, so it's a good conversation to have.
5: It was. It seemed to go pretty well. I had a good dialogue with the people there, and good. I think many probably came in thinking you know the world's changed you think about like the bakers who because uh, their stance sure. on yeah. marriage and things they can't it, that that's how we view persecution in reality they they all recognize this the work they feel like silence to some degree yeah. and yeah. it's just a whole different thing of kind of that's we're just in a different era and yeah. and recognize that people don't come from the same assumptions that we do and kind of have to start from ground zero when you're yeah. talking and witnessing to people because yeah. they don't have the, the same kind of back knowledge or backstory
0: mm-hmm. so if our folks want to find out more about what you're working on, want to ask questions about this topic, where they, can they find you? Where can they reach you?
5: Uh, there's a couple different places. i got a blog, jaredoldenberg.com, which sounds kind of vain right there, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no one else had it. And, uh, I don't write on there too often. Then also involved with Time of Grace Ministries. They have Grace Talks. So I'm yeah. involved in that. One of their presenters on that for online devotions and things like that. But also our website, just through the church, will be there a while, so eternalrock.org.
0: Okay. Uh,
5: and you always reach out. People got questions, and I yeah. can connect them at least to a good spot to start that dialogue with people.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much for your time.
5: Happy to be here.